East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I, of course, am your host Les, and this is my co-host... The ultimate Southern Bale. How are you, Leslie? I'm I'm great. How are you, Mario? <laughs> I am distracted because I was watching. Um, here's what I did to not. Mm-hmm. You know the universe works in weird ways, but I was uh, I woke up super early and I'm like, what do I want to watch on TV? And so I put on because I knew we were recording. I put on season ten of Beverly Hills because that's when okay. Sutton joined the show. Right. And so I wanted to compare her then to now. Mm -hmm. And I was more distracted by how everybody received her back then than her behavior. Because she's still the same. She's probably a little more uh, enjoyed a few more libations this season. But she's still the same as far as her pretentiousness and her uh, kookiness and everything. Her weirdness. Yeah. It's definitely the same. Yes. But back then I was like. I, I want to even like research my tweets because I'm like, I was seeing now how Rinna was so far up Sutton's ass. And I'm like, oh, what? I don't she, remember. I, now I have to go back. Yeah, because Rinna was like very quiet when Sutton was being rude or uh, or was being hella blunt. And Rinna was in her confessional. It's like, oh, yeah, Sutton is, you know, she's a certain kind of woman and blah, blah, blah. And so I think after the show aired, see, now you got me going at after the show aired <laughs> and Sutton had a mixed reception, I think that's when Rena was probably like, oh, I'm good. I can call her out or I can. Like, right. She was afraid I, probably just because she didn't want the fans to come after her again for calling out oh. somebody else probably because this was after the LVP debacle. Yeah. And so I was watching the, I did like the first three episodes. I got into the point where, um, oh God, where Denise's husband. Now, if y'all don't watch Beverly Hills, please watch, <laughs> please do yourself a favor. When he's like, uh, I can't talk about my job because we were followed everywhere and we've been Oh followed. my God, do you and remember that? The paranoia. Like, oh, and then Denise whispers and God bless the captions of producers <laughs> be adding. But Denise whispers like, you're saying too much. Don't keep going. Oh my God. Don't keep going. And I'm yeah. like. Speaking I'm of kooky. Oh, for sure. Which brings us, let's start with this episode because. This episode, uh, Kyle and Mauricio sit down, the energy right. in the scene. Listen, Kyle and Mo, I am convinced, and I don't know if I said it already, but I think mm-hmm. that they went into the season separated. And... Wait, is Leslie doing Beverly Hills or are you oh, doing my Beverly bad. Hills? You can yes. do Beverly Hills. Because it yeah, says Leslie on it. In the I know. Here. I got so excited, but please. <laughs> don't, sorry that we had some technical difficulties for a moment. We're having some producer difficulties yes. here, but go ahead. Homegirl, yes. Lead the way. Lead the way. Okay. So Kyle and Mauricio sit down and the energy in the scene is definitely awkward. Kyle gossips about her THC dinner party and tells Mo that Sutton is pushing that Kyle is being secretive about something. Sutton questioned Kyle's new ring, which Garcelle called a makeup band. And Mario calls their behavior mean and Kyle wonders why would anybody be attacking anybody about their marriage? I mean, if would you be prying like that? into somebody else's marriage i think that sutton is frustrated with kyle because and deflecting a little she's well. totally deflecting mm-hmm. because i think the issue here is that or what i see as the issue is mm-hmm. that sutton was acting weird let's just call it what it is very sutton, if if you there's a lot of people that don't like Kyle, which um, is their prerogative, but there's a lot of people that don't like Kyle. And so when Sutton was sitting there very weird in her house, name them, name them, name them, name them. She was like a <laughs> freaking wall clock and just mm-hmm. like, na- like instead of ding dong, yeah. it was name them, right. name them, name or whatever. And so right. when Kyle said, are you OK? She meant in that moment because you're acting right. weird you're acting strange Sutton, right. Sutton then turns around and says well what's going on with you like in general and so mm-hmm. I think the the betrayal that Kyle feels from Sutton is that Sutton knew that these rumors were going around and so rumors, rumors. thank you <laughs> and so Sutton waited to weaponize these rumors mm-hmm 
And so I think that's why Kyle, even at BravoCon, was like, I didn't like that it was brought up to me in that way. Because a lot of discourse right. I see is people are like, oh, well, Kyle's always, let's talk about it. Let's talk. And, and I want to ask these bitches, when did Kyle say, let's not talk about it? When has Kyle said, no, don't bring it up? When has Kyle said, I don't want to talk about it? Kyle right. is answering questions. She said, we've had a difficult year. She brought it up to begin she with. She has brought it up. That's why I get annoyed with people that are like acting like Kyle's hiding something or purposely no, she's not. wanting to talk about it. And the, the what, what's frustrating as a viewer is that y'all are giving all this kudos to Sutton, but she's not even doing anything. She's going in circles around the question. Mm -hmm. She's trying to be poorly strategic about right. it and not just freaking say it. Just say what you have to say, right. which, is, which is why I'm glad Kyle's the one that's like, Okay, well, what are you saying? What are you trying right. to say? Are you right. like it was like pulling pulling teeth out of this woman just to freaking get her shade Absolutely. out? And so, to me, it's like, girl, what are we doing here? Like, what the hell are we doing? But Kyle does wonder why would anyone be attacking their marriage? But sometimes they're, you know, I well think, because they're all supposed to be airing their stuff, I guess. It's it's a mixture of sutton brought some off-camera shit on camera when mm -hmm. she felt like kyle was attacking her yes and it was ugh. but anyway we'll, yeah. we'll get into their alleged we'll get apology into it. later so sutton meanwhile is celebrating four years in business at her store and so she's planning an event and my question for this is how much money does she put into her own business to keep it afloat every year because there is no way in hell that she i'm sorry the retail business is hard i don't believe that many people are shopping there there's nobody ever in there i don't get it well, i have some boots on the ground i was just in west hollywood oh yeah um, that's right i was in west hollywood a few like last month mm -hmm. uh, and i had never been to sutton's store and so right. i was like oh i was in the area i'm like i i want to check it out mm -hmm. Listen, I am a woman of a certain size i knew nothing was going to fit me so i was like but mm -hmm. let me just see what's in there yeah I get there and the operating hours are 10 to whatever. And so it was during operating hours, but the door is locked. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh, maybe it's closed. Right. The lights are on. The door is locked. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's not open. And then the man, very nice gentleman comes back and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was walking the dog. Um, come on in. We go in. It's so quiet. It's so awkward. He's staring. It's like the size of a living room. No shade to yeah. sit in. West yeah. Hollywood real. Listen, West Hollywood Realty is for uh, space is expensive. That's why Kyle said she closed her store. Right, like, it's so expensive. It's a hard I'm business. Not, I'm not not. It, it was just so awkward because of how tiny it was, and it was like yeah. I was in somebody's living room in their closet looking at stuff, and I'm standing around and like I thought I was going to be able to do a lap <laughs> or something. No, I did like three steps and did a U turn and, and saw like, everything. <laughs> Here it and is, I'm, and I'm standing there like. And then the man, very nice man, he's just like, so where are you from? And I'm like, oh my God, small talk. There's nothing worse than oh, small talk. Oh God. Like, I yeah. I hate and I'm small just talk like, too. And I'm like, oh, um, thank you. I was in there for like maybe 10 minutes at most because there, it was a very tiny shop. And listen, the clothes, it's, I'm not a fashionista. Giselle Bryant would go crazy in that store because it was too much fashion <laughs> for her. Yeah. But um, I was just like, oh, everything was so expensive too. Oh, I'm and sure. I'm sure it was all like, you know, designer or whatever. I'm sure. Yeah. It was I mean, like next, it was like next level rich where you look at the brand and you're like, who the fuck is this? And so, um, next time I'm popping in. Oh, for sure. And I like just touched the mannequin just to feel the fabric of the clothes. It felt so expensive. I think he wanted like to charge money. <laughs> yeah, I think he wanted to charge me just for touching it. It was just like, whoa, probably. And so, but um, I agree though. I agree with you. Like, I'm not sure what the, I want to look at those, uh, let's be nosy like she is and look at her freaking business plan. Well, I mean, the woman gets 300 grand in alimony a month, allegedly. So she probably let's... has some extra cash to keep her business in business there. I mean, how yeah, can you spend that much money? I want to look at her books and see how are you, I know. how much did you make last year? I know <laughs> I'm, I, I might have to look into that do some like Teddy detective work.
So anyway, her business has expanded and it's growing bigger, allegedly. Uh, there will be a step and repeat at her party, but no food since everyone is on Octavia, which is aka Ozempic, by the way. Uh, after putting some plans in place for the event, Sutton phones Crystal and they talk about Kyle attending. And Sutton realizes how important it is that Kyle behave herself, especially after Kyle has made dangerous accusations about Sutton's drinking. Sutton understands that Dorit is also trying to put that out into the universe, and she stresses the importance of stomping out that rumor because it can affect so many things, which is true. Um, Agreed. Meanwhile, Kyle's therapist pays a visit to her home, and he's been in her life for 20 years, and she gets emotional talking about the family stuff she has been through with her sisters. For 10 years, Kyle and Kathy have been having falling outs due to business ventures and other things that should have been moments of pride, but instead, they turned into fights with Kathy. And, you know, this is not all, like, I find that Kathy is the antagonist in most of this stuff. I feel Kyle tries so hard with her sisters what is she supposed to do? I don't agree. I I think one day we need to have like a debate episode with people that are on the other okay. side. Yes. Because I love that me and you are always on the same page. Well, most of the time. I want to say 99% me and you are mm -hmm. on the same page. But yes, I like agree with you in this regard because I feel like Kathy gets... I don't, the word jealous is so easily thrown because, you know, everybody's mm -hmm. jealous. I know people are jealous of me and you and like, I get it. We're fabulous. <laughs> but I think that in the, when it comes to siblings, so jealous. But with Kathy, it's, um, if Kathy can't find a way to monetize it or get a part, a piece of the pie or something, gross. that's when she gets mad or if mm -hmm. her books or if her money is being impacted, like when Mo left the agency and started his own, mm -hmm. yeah. he allegedly stole their clients, according to Kathy. I don't know those makes it like there's a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, it comes down to coins. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's why these siblings are fighting. And to that, I say this is so rich people fights because me and my siblings, we get into it. But we get into not about nonsense. money. Yeah, we don't because we ain't got no money to fight over. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fighting with anybody over money, except for it's my husband. And to me, it's like but Kathy, like, um. Even the spinoff of American Woman, she uh -huh. allegedly didn't want her mother's reputation to be told. It's like, girl, Big Kathy already has a reputation. We know yeah. about Big Kathy. Just read that book, The House of Hilton or whatever it is by mm. Oppenheimer. It's all about Kyle's family, the first half of the book. And it is very telling and interesting. And so that's why, to me, I want to ask these people that blame everything that happens to Kyle's life on Kyle. On like, Kyle, yeah. Y'all give her this much power and credit. Is she some mastermind villain? Is she some mm -hmm. strategic partner in the world where she's going to ruin her I own know. life? And, like, y'all swear, like, what's Kathy responsible for? Like, what exactly does Kathy do? And then speaking of, I saw this hot mic moment that somebody uh -huh. posted on Twitter. Of Kathy from Paris Hilton show. I haven't watched the show on, on okay. from Paris Hilton. But there was like a hot mic moment where Kathy's whispering to like the caterer. There's certain people standing too long near the caviar. Don't put it out anymore. I want to punish them. All they're doing is eating caviar. And I'm like, oh my God, this girl. But you're serving it. Don't you want them to eat it? Clearly she is not a Jewish woman. I can tell you that sure. much. Because the more food that I have to serve, the better. Eat all of it, please. Don't leave me with any. That's why I'm like, oh my God, like keep your caviar. That's why oh, I'm like with Eric. Punish Jane. your guest. That's why I'm like with Erica Jane. I don't need to be invited to your party. So Kyle honest. continues to be vulnerable as she discusses the suicide of her oldest and best friend, Lorene. She calls Lorene her other half. They've been best friends since they were seven. And she shares that Lorene oversaw her will and her children and doesn't know what happened to get to this point. She was the one Kyle would talk to her sisters about, and her therapist reminds Kyle she still needs a safe place, even though Lorene is gone. Now, people need to give Kyle some grace for this as well, because that can that's a really hard thing to go through. And you know what it did to me, or what it connected to me? Mm -hmm. I feel like Mauricio... Now, this is all speculation. Yeah. Um obviously i feel like her husband wasn't there for her emotionally mm -hmm. when she needed him he will never emotionally fulfill you there you go oh, i hate that quote but fuck that bitch but oh sorry for cursing um why not tried, fuck that bitch <laughs> i'm just kidding no but you know he will never emotionally fulfill you but i think that she didn't feel emotionally fulfilled her friend committed mm -mm. suicide 
to me, it seems like Morgan is now Kyle's safe space. And I think I think she is. And I think because Morgan doesn't drink and she quit drinking, they have like a bond. And Mauricio is off trying to like be a master of the universe. And I mean, he must never be home. I follow him on Instagram. He's always in another country. And that's why it's like it's starting to everything's starting to like come together in terms of watching the show and seeing why. I Kyle right. is so disconnected in her marriage and why she's like, I can't do this anymore. Right. Obviously it, it's never what it's about. Like it's not just this that led to their separation, mm-hmm. obviously. No, of but course. I think. And then it also, now I'm getting into the psychological perception of, of a straight woman hanging out with a lesbian or a perceived lesbian, because mm-hmm. we have this idea that if like, for instance, if, if somebody sees a straight guy with me, because I'm so obviously fabulously gay, the perception is going to be, oh, Mario, is that your boyfriend? Are you are you sleeping together? Mm-hmm. It can never be about two guys just hanging out together. Just having just a friendship. Just, right. Just having a friendship. And so to me, I think that Kyle has sort of leaned into leaving people guessing because she is smart and she likes the yes. uh, the the uh attention and to the mm-hmm. you know to advertise and to get attention. A part right. of it is that uh, that's my opinion. That's right. My opinion. I agree. I agree. But I also feel like it is a part of if I see you, Leslie, with a butch lesbian, I'm going to be like if a stranger sees you with like a butch lesbian, they're going to be like, oh, Leslie, who's this lesbian with Leslie? You know what I mean? And so (laughs) it goes back to perpetuating this stereotype that if I'm hanging out with a man that looks masculine because I'm more feminine and not right. And so that's why I'm guilty of looking at Kyle and Morgan in the beginning and thinking, oh, it's Kyle in her lesbian era. You know what I mean? But now, right. now that I'm hearing about Lorene on the show, because I knew her, you know, Kyle posted it when her friend died or passed mm-hmm. away and but I didn't put everything together. And I'm so honestly, like I hadn't seen Kyle be this vulnerable on the show in so long. I don't remember when it was this vulnerable. Yeah. And you're right so about that. I'm glad she was like, let me just put this part out there too because it's really helping connect her mindset and everything. all the and dots it, yes and then as i was watching season 10 earlier she was hella drunk at her dinner party and oh my she god was, yeah she did the split i mean you know she loved the good split and so she was like twerking on the floor she was writing dorit and it's like mm-hmm. i'm looking at compared that to now three years later and i'm like oh kyle now seems so more relaxed and chill mm-hmm. and like it's just so weird what alcohol does to people it it is and like I und- like I understand when she said that like she can't drink anymore because she cannot afford to wake up feeling any more depressed than she already is by adding alcohol because alcohol does I mean it does you wake up at a certain age at least I, when I was younger this would never happen but even a couple of drinks I wake up the next morning and I just feel like blue sometimes and when you're for depressed sure. that's the last thing that you want to bring into the mix for sure. It- and absolutely makes sense to me now that Kyle turned to a healthy coping mechanism after her friend committed suicide because, yes. she, you know, she could have gone and then because alcohol the other way in her family, like, uh-huh. and that's why it's so bizarre to me that people hate this woman so much that they're just like, well, she, uh, and you know what? I didn't even want to bring this, this up, uh-huh. but in season nine, when her former British cast member lost her brother, yes, Kyle said, well, I have a lot of stuff going on too. People keep bringing that up over and over and over and uh-huh. over because the former cast member said something like, I was just at my brother's funeral and people keep rehashing the like, oh, of course they do. Him. And so to me, it's like, okay, so what Kyle can't grow from that. Like you are now, does she do right. like, what are you trying to say when people you bring evolve that up over in life and over and over and over and over. Yeah. And to me, it's like, that's such it was years ago first of all and so mm-hmm. i hate that people keep bringing that once they like cherry pick that clip out just to weaponize it against kyle like because she mm-hmm. told her former cast member once like oh well I listen have like oh it's so sometimes annoying. it takes a kick in the ass and i mean that in not like in you know literally but like something to happen to you to realize you know maybe maybe i need to do better and maybe that was just she evolved and that's okay. Everybody should evolve, exactly. but they don't allow her to do that because they hate oh, no. her so much because of they LVP. Give me a break, people. Get a life. Move on. Let it go. Let it go. Sorry to torture you with my singing. Let it go. 
All right. Sorry. I went psychotic for a minute. We got to do karaoke at some point. Anyway, let's go. I know. So meanwhile, Kyle is trying to do all the things to make her feel stronger. And now that her marriage is not even her safe place, it's been a super hard time for her. Uh, Later, Garcelle goes out to dinner with her son, Jade, and his girlfriend, Ashlyn. I thought this was a cute little scene. Um, I love the girlfriend. Garcelle is not quite ready to share her son, but she definitely approves of this relationship. Uh, Anne-Marie talks about her children and running the household and shares that she has been married to her husband, Marcellus, for nine years. She tells the world that her husband fell in love with her because she is an eight and a half at everything, including looks. And it's really unclear to us how this is a flex. If my husband looked at me and said, you're an eight and a half at everything, I'd be like, really? Am I? You know what? Her husband better had an eight and a half down there to come out. Right, like exactly. Because eight and a half size. Something because, bro. And then she's very proud of herself because she's at 8.5. At, or That's why I'm like, how are you? How is this a flex? Was it supposed to be cute? Maybe I need more context. I don't know. But I don't it, know. It was very cringy. And I'm going to address the elephant in the room known as her husband being problematic and i hate when bravo casts problematic people or bring them to my to my life i think i think because of her husband's history of being transphobic and the allegations that were brought out against him Mm -hmm. i'm not even giving this new housewife too much credence me neither it's it's messed up not messed up but it's like that is already like the wall out the window up. yeah I'm and like, did the they did they demote her i think they no, did they, right oh that was that was a rumor at first oh. that they were gonna rumor. Demote her. Rumor. But somebody spread a rumor that they were going to demote her and they were thinking about demoting hmm. her that was the rumor that's why they right. haven't aired taglines and i don't know how many episodes right. and so but then she was in the intro this episode so yeah she's here to stay it's unfortunate um but the line's always moving in terms of politically correct and what's politically mm-hmm. correct. And right. so I we don't condone transphobia and sexual assault no, we don't. here at the show. So but that's honestly that's why when I when when I heard all of that, I was like, oh God, well, I'm not even gonna fuck with her. No, so. don't even invest. Anyway, we go from a child crazy household to Erica's quiet house and She FaceTimes her mom to share some exciting news. She has signed her contract for a Vegas residency, 20 shows this year, and it's an unbelievable feat for her considering all she has been through in the last year. Then we go to Sutton's event, which is underway, and as Kyle gets ready, um, she FaceTimes her friend Morgan, and Kyle explains that their relationship is very different because Morgan is always teasing her. Kyle fills Morgan in on her fight with Sutton, and Morgan believes that no matter what Kyle does, people are going to talk. Well, we know that. Um, the ladies trickle into the event. Garcelle is so proud of her bestie Sutton, and Kyle enters with her sister Kim as her date. It does seem like a power move to disprove Sutton's comment, you've already lost two sisters. Do you want to lose a third? Sutton catches on quickly to Kyle's choice date. So let me just say right here, Sutton has got to 86, the cat wear. I don't know who, first of all, that dress was hideous. It did nothing for her. It made her look like SpongeBob, which she looks like anyway, but it was worse. And the cats, what in the actual fuck is going on with the cats? Which reminds me of that cat picture I sent you. Well, this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem with the modern era of housewives because mm-hmm. you know me and you were OGs. We've been watching since day one. Yes. And but when you have the modern era of housewives that are inspired by social media and memes, they try to catch on and do a bit or a, 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 they they lean into something very Dorinda esque. Yeah. Which we'll get into later. But I think that. <laughs> They start leaning into it a little too much. And so somebody For called sure. her cat sweater last season cute. Now she's like, she probably went to her team and was like, we got to, we got to fixate on oh, the cat, the cat layer we can find. And it goes across the board once. And it's, it, it's also prevalent in Salt Lake city where you have Lisa Barlow always talking about diet Coke and Meredith always talking about bathtubs right. now. Or Wendy's or that. Yeah. And, they want to monetize. So that's why they, they, they're be- they become like meme versions of themselves because of they themselves. think that's what yeah. that's what's cute. That's what social media wants. And it's right. like, back in my day, people were just themselves. And so it's like, okay, <laughs> this is why it's a little uh, 
it's getting sometimes it's leave like where's the line of like okay the cat wears ugly but somebody told her it was cute yes. now she's gonna do it's cute and so exactly it's like girl do you even like the cats like let's just keep it real i mean if she has don't... dogs does she even own a cat that's why it's like what are you doing big yellow cat? lab like just what the hell are you doing like, i don't get it so meanwhile in front of kyle sutton announces that she will make her first drink of the day which i feel is just her saying the opposite <laughs> because there's no way that's her first drink of the day. She's just saying it so that she can tell people that and mentions that she's getting permission from mom. Kyle knows exactly what Sutton is getting at. So she confronts her and uh, Sutton wants Kyle. (laughs) That's a good comedy. Sutton wants Kyle to clarify things. And of course, Kyle wants Sutton to clarify some things she hinted at about her marriage. Sutton lets Kyle know that Garcelle was the one who insinuated Mauricio cheated on her, and Garcelle admits to questioning Kyle's makeup band. Garcelle is confused as to why Kyle continues to switch her rings up, and she wonders if Kyle would own up to the truth if she needed to. Now, at this point, Dorit jumps in to remind Sutton that she has talked behind Kyle's back about her marriage, and Sutton surprises Dorit with the rumors that she was spreading. Sutton knows Dorit is a part of the reason a drinking problem rumor has surfaced. And she knows this because of dun, 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 Crystal, of course. Sutton lets Dorit know that this is a dangerous accusation. And now Crystal has finally decided to speak up. So she uh, she's getting Dorit in trouble. So Dorit is upset. Sutton and Kyle apologize to each other, seemingly making up for their comments towards one another. Sutton realizes they both said terrible things to each other, but the fight continues for Dorit. Dorit demands to know why Crystal says she is spreading rumors about Sutton. Crystal is finally on the other side of a rambling Dorit interrogation after what feels like 30 minutes into Dorit rambling, which I'm sure it was. A boss Crystal states, I'm bored. Crystal clarifies that it was Dorit and Kyle drinking about talking about Sutton's drinking, but at this point, what does it matter? So Anne Marie. Yeah, so, tell me. I'm sorry. I am no, so go for it. I ugh. Why do people like I forget Crystal's there sometimes and she's just mixes in here and there. She mixes in and she just kind of hovers in the background Mm -hmm. and it's like, why are you here then? Like, why are you? (laughs) It's like our experience with her at the first BravoCon. She couldn't Mm -hmm. be bothered. And it was like, why are you here then? You didn't know what Housewives was. You didn't know. It's like. But to me, it's like she's very chill, and there's nothing wrong with being chill. But our housewives need to step in and meddle. But and she's be aloof, quiet. and she's just like, it's not just chill. She's can't be bothered. God, it's weird. Good point. Especially to be on a show like this. So meanwhile, Anne Marie learns leans in at this point to talk about Sutton's neuropathy and lets Sutton know that she cannot drink while on the medication she's taking. She begins schooling her on mixing medication, which is she takes gabapentin. And I would I mean, I would never take that to begin with unless whatever, because I've seen what it's done to my dog. But like drinking with it, I can't imagine. I mean, I'm surprised Sutton can stand, to be honest. Um, So, of course, Kyle brings up Sutton's small esophagus while she has Anne Marie there. And according to Anne Marie, a narrow esophagus is not a medical diagnosis. And Sutton should get treatment for this. And Anne-Marie states that Sutton's way of treating this is by not eating. This seems to insinuate that now Sutton also has an eating disorder. And we and down the spiral we go. Sutton wonders why she is at a doctor's appointment at her party and asks Anne-Marie, are we good, doctor? Anne-Marie finds this comment condescending. And Sutton wonders who Anne-Marie even is. At the end of it all, they manage to toast Sutton for her accomplishments she has had to Sutton has had to grow up and is beyond proud of herself for overcoming her divorce and store and yay for Sutton. Woohoo. It does feel like um Anne Marie is sort of trying to, you know, be Kyle's like defender or like Yeah. I don't know, because Anne Marie's not a doctor. Anne-Marie is not a doctor, first of all. She's and a so, nurse anesthetist, exactly. And, and so it does come up later this season based on the trailer. And, oh, we did get the mid-season trailer. What did you think about that? Oh, I thought it was good. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened in it. Um, oh, the part where Morgan, like, calls out Kyle, and they all look at her. Um, I watched it, like, three times, but now, of course, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like, but I think that I've seen somewhere that 
um, Anne-Marie is being perceived by the medical community as uh, being dismissive towards uh, actual medical conditions. Like she's making yes. jokes and calling it by the wrong name. And, right. And so actual medical providers are like uncomfortable watching it because of, of like the actual seriousness of the esophagus right. being tiny. And so somebody said that it's horrifying to them that it would become so dismissive and because honestly i'm not we're not medical providers and so no. to me it does sound silly when people are like my esophagus is tiny and like <laughs> i never heard of that sorry to laugh i didn't know it was a condition and so that's why and i started laughing so hard when when erica said well, no wonder she does a deep throat. So that's why she's not getting a second date. <laughs> I know. I know. I died. I died. Erica's funny this season. <laughs> Erica's having a really good season. Very chill. And, and like, Erica's just, having a, yeah. Erica's having a good season. And she I don't deserves know it, it. Yeah. I don't know if because Rena's gone or what, but Erica is having a good season. She's funny. She's chill. She's yes. progressing. And she, I think she made a, a, a very uh, strategic decision to not be mean and to not argue be as much right. as she could because we see that her and Denise get into it again. But oh, can we just talk about because we were off last week? Can we just talk about for one second? Then we're going to move on to Salt Lake. Could oh Denise have been any more lit when she got and, there? Well, then she leaving. tries to say that she wasn't. Like now in real time, she's giving oh my god, she was inebriated. Like, she's giving interviews like, oh well. I don't get confessionals, so I get, you know, they can say whatever they want to say. It's like, girl, did you watch the show we watched? Yeah. Like, it was concerning. It's pretty bad because Sutton's been drunk a lot this season. But it's pretty bad when Sutton's sitting there, like, concerned for you. If concerned, concerned, exactly, exactly. I'm like, oh, my God. That's like, mm -mm. Yeah. But it was pretty was bad. And then the, the thing that has since become a meme is Denise saying, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Yes. And somebody said she, they expected her to like, it, it reminded her of, it reminded them of Kelly and they expected her to start asking anybody if she wanted jelly beans or something. Oh my it it kind of did, it did it's give pretty, a little bit of a Kelly vibe. A little bit of a Kelly vibe. Yeah. Hmm. Hey everybody. Welcome back. We just finished discussing Beverly Hills. Now we're going to move on to Salt Lake City. Let's what do a it. season they're having. You know, it's always nice to know when you're living through like the golden era of housewives because mm -hmm. we're going to look back in five years when they're in their flop era and be like, remember how good season four was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I no, it's been, such a, yeah. it's been such a good season for me anyway. And I think that they are delivering the girls, but it also feels like organic it's not too mm -hmm. messed up but we start off they're still in bermuda heather's planning a royal birthday party for monica's 39 this bitch is 39 she is two years older than me it i i used to watch these shows because they were older you know what i mean now they're my mm -hmm. age and it's like when did this happen but anyway angie comes out with heather decorating heather mm -hmm. shares that she did not have fun the night before meredith thinks that whitney is right with being upset with lisa Mm -hmm. Meredith thinks that people should not speak like Whitney did when she said STFU, but production gives us plenty backgrounds or back flashbacks with Meredith speaking that same way. Now, in Meredith's defense, she wasn't cussing at nobody; she was just venting. Mm -hmm. That's that's my legal defense to our uh, resident <laughs> lawyer here. Because when they when they did that flashback, I'm like, well, that's different. Meredith was just cussing out of frustration; she wasn't right. cussing at nobody directly. Right. Right. But listen, we all curse at some point, but uh, Whitney ends up apologizing. Fuck yes, we do. <laughs> Whitney ends up apologizing to Heather for cursing, and she recognizes that she lost her cool and hopes that the apology helps. Monica comes out on cue, but from the wrong direction. She's happy to see that they created a birthday breakfast for her, and she cries because she's never had a birthday like this, and she will. she's excited that she's going to see family members that she has not seen in 30 years. She mentions that her mother did not show up to their planned therapy session, but she was trying to weasel her way into going into Bermuda. Her mom is just a piece of work, isn't she? Like, she Oh, my is God. Just... She is a horrible woman. How do you she... treat your own child that way? God. And it... listen, sometimes I teeter-totter. Like, I feel so bad that this is being, that this is happening to them. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, but I need more. Like, I just can't stop watching this dysfunction on reality. The mom TV. goes on social media. 
about her. I it's her terrible. T- it's terrible. It is terrible. But um, Monica does end up inviting Lisa Barlow to the balcony, and she says <laughs> she's nervous that. about seeing. <laughs> she says that she's nervous about <laughs> seeing her family. Monica shockingly invites Lisa, and this is the beauty of Housewives of this particular city right now. Mm-hmm. A few episodes ago, they were about to kill each other, and now they're like, "Okay, oh, I know, me to see my family." So it's just they just push story and keep it going. Thank you, yep. ladies. Um, then we get to Monica pivoting and sharing that Meredith is the one that told Monica that Angie is in the Greek mafia. <laughs> Monica mentions that she got <laughs> DMs on Instagrams with legal documents attached. To me, I'm like. You could attach Instagram. Like, I got into my office yeah. brain, and I'm like, wait, can you attach stuff on Instagram like that? Like, is it PDF with a screenshot? I, I want to know the. I, I want to know the logistics. Like, yeah, if I could attach documents on there. Oh, that would be great. I'm gonna start. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Lisa feels that this has Meredith written all over it. Lisa thinks Meredith is setting up Monica to do all her dirty work. Mm-hmm. Now, this scene was hilarious because it was juxtaposed with Angie being unable to get on the damn float. In a Greek flag bikini, looking <laughs> nothing like a mafioso. Right, exactly. She, first of all, superficially, her body is banging. That stomach is flat. She had a mm-hmm. cute butt. Her hair, she looked so good, but it yep. was just so hilariously awkward that she could not. That's me. <laughs> that's me trying to do anything in life. Me and that float. <laughs> that's me. If I try to get up this couch right now, I'm. it's going to take me a while. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. How is this woman allegedly some master mafia? <laughs> I know. They go jet skiing. The water is beautiful. They see some shipwreck, which is a great metaphor for this vacation. Yes. Um, they all survive the ride and head back in the Sprinter. In this Sprinter, Monica gets a text and she leaves the van sobbing. Lisa Barlow runs after Monica while she's just in the toilet screaming. Monica, re- not screaming, sobbing. Monica received a text that her family did not want her to visit. Now, at the time, Monica thought that her mother stopped this because her mother was not invited. Lisa feels bad for Monica that this is happening to her on her birthday. It was really sweet that they all rallied around her and comforted her. Yes. It was also sad to hear Monica say in her confessional that she feels unwanted, alone. She has nobody. And it's um, it was very it was very sad to see all that trauma yeah. that Monica carries. Now, in real time. We found out that Monica did um, uh, clarify, and I, I'm sure this will be addressed in the reunion, but Monica did clarify that her mother did not have anything to do with it. But at the time, she did have this perception that it was her mom. That she did. I wonder why they stopped her from coming. I think that they just didn't want to be on camera based on where Probably. They could have told her to come over separately, though. Yeah, something. But. I mean, you know, Whatever. life happens. Yeah. Um. The ladies all have lunch on the beach. Gorgeous views. Lisa randomly wants to pay Mary fuck kill. Meredith says she wants to uh, do all three to her husband. Lisa will not pick anyone else to plow, but she does say Idris Elba is her hall pass. Excellent choice. Yes, good choice. Idris could just ruin my life if he wants to. Lisa (laughs) and Angie then go on a walk, and she tells Angie about the Greek mafia rumors from Meredith. Lisa then shares that there were documents that were also DM'd and they were negative in nature. Now, in her confessional, Angie acts like she's gangster and let's do this. So, you know, their upcoming dinner is about to be ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I find interesting and fascinating about this gossip, how it spreads on these shows, Lisa told Angie like she heard or that she like she saw Meredith do it. You know what I mean? Like she, that it's so matter of factly, she said it Mm -hmm. like she knew it was firsthand. Mm -hmm. This is why things go down the way they do, because at this point, at this point, Monica doesn't even know if it, like if it was Meredith that sent the DM, but the way that Lisa just said, it's Meredith, it's Meredith, it's Meredith. This is like, it kind of disappointed me in Barlow because it's like you and Meredith are supposed to be on a path towards recovery or whatever. Recovery, right. And now she's now, her out. Yeah. Now you're like, oh, you you did this to me last year. <laughs> Lisa will find a way. She's to not wrong. I mean, she's not wrong, <laughs> but Lisa will find a way to be like, how does this affect me? Right. Me. Of course. Always. Oh, always. No. Um. Anyway, Whitney has finally decided to read Heather's book. Angie tells Monica that she knows that Meredith has what has Meredith has been saying about her. Monica then mentions that she would have never known about the DMs if Meredith had not called her to check her DMs. Mm-hmm. Monica says she will not intervene if these two decide to blow it out at their birthday dinner. 
since she's all used to always being part of a shit show, which is really sad. Now, I'm going to detour here. This The night this episode aired, Meredith was on Watch What Happens Live, and yes. she said that what Monica did not mention about the DMs is that Monica was actually the one who brought up the DMs to Meredith when they were leaving Palm Springs and their flight from Palm Springs. Mm. And so when Meredith called Monica and said, did you get DMs? She said, did you get more DMs? Because now Meredith was getting them too. So Monica, Monica did not share that little detail that she Mm -mm. actually brought up the DMs. Conveniently left out conveniently left out so now i'm sitting here i couldn't sleep just thinking about it i'm sitting here like is this i'm starting to raise an eyebrow at monica it's like is monica the one that did the dms at this point is she trying to blame meredith and now but the the way she's retelling it is making it seem like it's meredith right and so i i was just like oh my god is it monica is it monica and so I'm going to wait before I turn in my fan card. I'm probably going to forgive her because she's so good for the show, but mm-hmm. whoa. Yeah. Anyway, Monica calls her daughter and lets her know what happened in Bermuda. Bermuda. Monica says she wants a pirate themed party. Lisa thinks she's dressing in theme, but she has not been successful in her ability to dress in themes. Um, she's wearing Whitney- pants. I have in black. I have those same pants as red ones in black. Like that. They're not pirate pants. I mean, what I thought what I thought was funny is that Whitney went shopping at Fredericks and thought her G-string was an iPad. I mean, I can't. I know. Which, which sounds very Whitney at this point. It's like party um, city. I thought they were all going to break their legs in this restaurant cave they went to because they, like, in stilettos. Oh, I was dying. Max was watching with me, and we were, like, crying at them walking down all these stairs and ramps. Take your shoes off, girls. Just take them Just off. Just take them off and walk. And Whitney was, like, in stilettos. I thought, oh, my God, this is a workers' comp issue. And it was a full-on mission just to get to their table. They all order drinks called Dark and Stormy, which is how this dinner is going to go, if you know what I'm sorry mm-hmm. Um Monica then lets the gals know that when she, that she felt sex shamed earlier on the bus because she inquired about Heather's daughter's sex life, which is of a, a reach. Like that's not sex shaming. I don't How think Heather that, wanted. Yeah. To, I don't think I would talk about, talk about my about. daughter's sex life with Monica. Exactly. It's like or if on national television. First of all, like I like I don't think Heather wanted to. At first, I thought Heather did not want to talk about sex her daughter's sex life on camera mm-hmm. but then as we learned heather does not want to talk about sex at all apparently at all yeah um because she asked all of them when's the last time everybody had sex i love how they all pretended that it was oh just a few days ago it's like no you didn't oh you bullshit i know liars all of them i wish somebody would have asked angie with who no, i'm just kidding i know seriously <laughs> <laughs> like would you sleep with because apparently yo man is out here I'm just kidding <laughs> Um, on the streets exactly word on the street is um <laughs> but no heather deems this an unfair question because she says she's the only single one but monica reminds her that she's also single even though she's still legally married heather takes a play out of whitney's game and says shut the fuck up to mm-hmm. monica whitney then hilariously says i don't think we should play any more games <laughs> which i thought was i mean it made me laugh so hard <laughs> Angie decides now is the perfect time to confront Meredith about these rumors about her family. Mm. Meredith, Meredith does what she does best in her carefully selected words to defend mm. herself. Man, that woman's a good lawyer. She pretends she's too busy dusting off her jewelry to be bothered with this nonsense. Meredith doesn't know if people are just jealous of her or what's <laughs> going on. Like, are they jealous of me playing with they're my jealous husband? Jealous of me and Seth. People are just jealous of me and Seth taking baths together while I play with his taint. Like, what? I mean, listen, nobody's jealous <laughs> of playing with your man's taint. Okay? No, nobody. Right nobody is jealous of that. And so, but listen, do you, girl? Angie then starts yelling that I'm going to give you guys all my information. Take my social. I would have been like, sure, let me open a few credit cards into your name if you're this generous, girl. Because at this point, you're the one saying we make millions and millions. Mm -hmm. Um, Angie deems Meredith's actions as an attempt to destroy her business and reputation. Marlo jumps in to remind them that, yes, Meredith did the same thing to her with her SEC filing. Mm -hmm. Whitney then blabs up and tells him that, yeah, last year she was the one doing Meriden's dirty work. And yeah, I have to give Meredith credit because she was just sitting there. I don't know if she was drunk. I don't know if she was high. I don't I think know she was she... drinking tea. I, you know what? But she's smart because she's like, I'm not going to be drunk or. Right. She was I, in her right mind. I think knew, yeah. she knew and they I'm were going to come at her. 
she yes. knew that they were coming at her. I wish she yeah. would have started doing her makeup like um Gina from like, from, uh, from Melbourne. I know. That would have been hilarious if she just got her compact out and was like, and started, yeah, for sure. Again, like, let's just keep it going. Yep. Heather gives great commentary in her confessional. She says Meredith must have some invisibility cloak because she's not being bothered. But um, (laughs) she also says that she just won't walk in the truth. Lisa Bartlett says she feels like this moment is her vindication. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have my cybersecurity team investigate all this nonsense. (laughs) Heather hilariously yeah. said that her uh, Barlow's ge- uh, cybersecurity team must be Geek Squad and Armani because that's when the episode ends. Um, it was, it's so, I mean, the puzzle is starting to piece together at this point. I think, I mm-hmm. think we're going to find out that it was Monica all along that was sending the DMs um, combined with yes. Heather finding out that it was Monica that's not paying her yes combined with everything that's been going on yes at this point unless they have like solid concrete evidence that it shows that it's monica or if monica admits it or whatever unless they have that i don't know if i'm just gonna believe that it was monica you know what i mean like no yeah it was monica all day but unless they have sheer evidence that it was monica she hasn't been arrested Exactly. I don't think they or none of them, none of that shit has leaked. And so Mm-mm. they're doing really good at keeping me on suspense this season. Yes. This is just my speculation. Right. But what's interesting is after the reunion, and even even though Meredith said what she said on Watch What Happens Live, mm-hmm. after the reunion filmed, shout out to Pacey. I don't know if Pacey listens, but remember Pacey from Sacramento that was yes. at Watch What Happens Hi, Live Pacey. with us. Hi. Yeah. Pacey, yes. Pacey texted me and was like, after the reunion filmed, Monica was re-followed by Whitney and by Meredith. Interesting. So, okay. Interesting turn of events. The wheels are turning in the we'll alliance. See. And so yeah. now I'm like, oh. And listen, it would be a great benefit for these two OGs to lean into the newbie because Monica has stood out. She's the best housewife, new housewife you've had in She's years. Pretty good. Yeah. No shade to all the new Roni girls, but none of them could hold stick to Monica's housewife performance this season. Like yeah. blunt, outspoken, it's good. It's definitely sharing. good. Like, yeah, he he is clocked in. Yeah, and you might not like her, but she makes a perfect housewife. Exactly. I don't trust her. I'll be very right. clear. Oh, I no, tr- no, I, no, I would not God, trust no. her with God, anything. No, hell would, no. We happily hung, let me brag a little bit. We happily hung out with her at uh, BravoCon, and she was very lovely. She's she was very, very sweet. sweet. Yeah, I um, I almost wanted to post a picture of uh, you and Monica at BravoCon on Twitter and be like, Leslie, stay away from her. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Leslie, did you check your purse when you were done? Because right, I won't <laughs> offer her any beauty services. Don't worry. <laughs> but that's the thing. Monica laughs at this ridiculousness like when they asked her at BravoCon if they if you know did you steal Lisa's ring she goes yeah right. I'm wearing it like she's right. so self-deprecating right I know I think she would laugh it's funny like, yeah I'm gonna reach I'm gonna read I'm gonna DM her and be like hey girls speaking should. of DMs speaking of DMs now I'm in your DMs do you want to come on the podcast <laughs> oh we should ask her we've never Let's asked that we've I asked, know I don't think we've ever asked anybody Tamara offered to be on our podcast that's a flex um yeah i need to follow up with her assistant maybe for like maybe before next season starts she could be on as like a little teaser we'll see we'll see all right so should we yeah go ahead let's go go on no i was gonna say let's go on to miami 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 was another fabulous rundown of mess let's take it away away, miss leslie okay so the ladies all come to the kitchen they're still in palm beach by the way and they're wearing their bathing suit ensembles and larsa of course thinks she has the best look which is, I feel like she always thinks she looks the best, no matter what. Lisa wants the ladies to play a game. And all we can think of is, oh my God, not another game. But Lisa has a fun game, a pseudo scavenger hunt, where they all have to complete tasks and take photos. Nicole must look for lip gloss or tampons in Kiki's room, but she wraps her hand around her dildo and she is grossed out. Nicole cannot imagine somebody bringing a sex toy on a girl's trip. Marisol, Alexia, and Nicole win the game and get an Aroma 360 device. <laughs> this game was fun and silly, for sure. Um, and yeah, the other cities should actually take note of this. These other games, like my son was watching Salt Lake the other night. He's like, this is a game? What kind of game is this? So that it's... was an actual game, yes. Oh, and, and I have what? the 360 devices, and I actually do really like them. 
it looked fun. Like to me, it looked fun that they yeah. were actually playing around a game. Like, when they said, let's play a game, like let's actually right. play a game. Like Some reminiscent of, other- of the scavenger hunt in Beverly Hills that time. Like the other cities be like, let's play a game. Mm-hmm. Who here would you murder first? Right, exactly. Like, oh, Who like- here do you hate the most? I mean, <laughs> I know. So Marisol and Nicole get a chance to chat alone, and she tells Nicole she is sorry she's been hard on her for the last two years. Nicole lets Marisol know that she doesn't hate her, which, yeah, is a strong word, but she really disliked her behavior towards her. Nicole admits she finds Marisol amusing and now can laugh at her jokes, since hopefully they they will no longer be at her expense. And then while getting ready for dinner, Alexia and Marisol are trying to close the blinds in their room and they're jumping up and down to pull them down to pull them down and climbing on each other to close them. Finally, Alexia finds the switch and thinks she is the smartest one of the two for discovering that they are automatic blinds. And she was quintessential Miami here when she's like, bro, it's electric. It's electric, bro. There's a switch. Bro, I was just laughing. That is the bro is so Miami. Um, the ladies head out to dinner and they all discuss fetishes and Kiki talks about licking ass. Very nice. Among other topics, Larsa Mm. cannot believe that they ended up in a sports bar. Heaven forbid, because they have TVs at the bar. Larsa must put in a lot of effort to cram those body parts into those tight dresses. Um, Lisa toasts everyone for getting along better and just fighting like sisters. Marisol wants to address the elephant in the room, which is her beef with Adriana. She admits she was unkind in the sprinter van to the charity event and does not feel good about it. Alexia reminds Marisol that she stayed away from Adriana's home since Adriana was there. Adriana admits they were one-upping each other and being nasty to each other. Julia then chimes in and is gunning for Marisol. She blames her for why the group cannot move forward. Alexia agrees here that Marisol does not own up to the rumors she spreads, which shocks everyone since their motto is bros before hoes. Julia wants to know if Marisol hires a private detective to spy on people, and Lisa admits that she heard someone was following Anthony around and trying to catch him doing something sketchy. Julia shares that she heard some of these rumors from Marisol's ex, and Marisol gets emotional since she was in such a painful relationship, which felt like a tactic to take the focus off her nicely done marisol exactly i was like oh that's brilliant and the next time somebody comes at me i'm gonna be like i'm just so sad i, I know just, my sister would be so <laughs> proud of me if the next time somebody attacks me i'd be like you know what my sister died all right let right, me just exactly. talk about let me talk right. about her death really quickly. right just right really quickly she let died me bring I'm up sad. something right let me bring up something depressing right, exactly so lisa then of course mentions lenny and the other ladies try to get her to stop Kiki tries to get her to shift her attention to something else. And Lisa gets upset when she tries to reason with her. And Lisa asks her, who are you to talk about me, about what's happening in my life? Alexia tries to get Lisa to understand that they have good intentions. And it is then decided a bathroom break break is needed to cut the tension at that table. Um, Larsa tells Gertie that she meant well. And Gertie's news was a lot for her to deal with alone. Larsa said she sent flowers, but refused to accept responsibility for blabbing. I don't like the way she blabbed because I felt it was very cold and matter of factly. Like when she told everybody, just like, oh my God, she has cancer. It wasn't, I don't know. It felt like there was no empathy there. Um, Larsa Larsa was more, when Larsa was blabbing, she was more, uh, she seems to be more concerned with how it made her feel. Absolutely. And absolutely she's like, oh god you guys it stressed me out that she told me she has cancer and it's yeah. like bitch like are do you hear yourself like do you I honestly know. hear yourself i know like, and so, so right yeah. i mean it's gertie can sense that larsa will never turn back into a real girl and be empathetic so she decides to just let this one go which i think is the best idea she's never going to change her um marisol wants to get the sobbing lisa back to the house so she can start so she can get up in the morning and start making some money Julia and Adriana chat in the morning about Marisol's ex-boyfriend, and Julia says, because she's good friends with him, that Marisol traumatized him, and we again hear about the voodoo dolls. Adriana mentions it in her confessional that Leah Black told her Marisol wanted Adriana dead in a Santeria, which everybody I feel like knows what Santeria is now, like 
I don't know, maybe not, but it's a religion that blends Catholic and African traditions and they do a lot of sacrifice and stuff like that. There's a movie about it. I forget what it's called. True Believers or something. Um, Julia brings up Alexia needing Todd's permission to sleep in the same room with her, which is ridiculous, by the way. Adriana mm -hmm. thinks Marisol is being prejudiced against Julia since she is gay. Lisa has planned a surprise for everyone. They're going to be going to play croquet. She's going to the lab to finalize her signature scent. Nicole and Adriana join Lisa for her lab visit. And Lisa cannot understand why her BFF, Larsa, does not want to go with her. She asked her to go and she said she'd rather play croquet. Okay. Because that sounds boring as hell. And I'm sure it that It does Lisa, sound boring. It does. Lisa's scent is probably going to smell like freaking melted tupperware like i don't know yes, what the like hell wax. Like, could you imagine <laughs> like oh i swear like lisa is very lovely in person and yes. she's very pretty all the things she's just uh, something about her i know and listen two things can be true i can feel bad for what she's going through with her of crazy ex-husband but also i i roll out how tone deaf she is and it's like oh my yeah God, i don't know it's she bad. just bad I think she just got on my last nerve this episode with her Lenny talk and I'm just being hard yes. on her, but I'm like, I wouldn't want to go pick out a scent with you. Like, and, and Nicole no, that is sounds the best. boring. Like, that sounds boring as hell. Yeah. Like, so Larsa being selfish is going to stay and enjoy her time away. Yeah. So they get um to ride in these vintage cars to the croquet fields. And I died because car number two broke down with Kiki, Larsa and Julia, and they must all load up in one car and everyone is bitching about being crushed, especially Larsa. I cannot believe they were all in a convertible with their hair, like on, I think they were either on the turnpike or I-95, but with their hair and sitting up and crazy, crazy. So Lisa has Adriana and Nicole help her try out some sense. And this becomes a pseudotherapy session. Once this messy divorce is finalized, Nicole asks Lisa what she wants for herself. And Lisa says, I want people to be empowered when they think of my story. And she looks forward to a day when anger and resentment are behind her. I don't think those two are ever not going to have anger and resentment. That's just my, uh, like, opinion. That's um, my Nicole, opinion. That's my opinion. Nicole gives great advice and tells Lisa she can only control the controllable, which is very true. Everybody I should love listen to that. She Me has too. such a high emotional intelligence. She and really she's does. so easy to talk to. And she's so rich. I just love her. I know. She's so rich. <laughs> that house they just bought. So anyway, the gals have arrived at the croquet game and they have a table in the middle of the field with a view of some old guys wandering around the field. Marisol gets a Google alert about Lenny alleging Lisa is spending 10000 a month on Instacart. And Larsa knows that Sephora is on her Instacart too. And that that is Lisa's go-to guilty pleasure. Now, my ass is not going to lie. I did DoorDash some Hanukkah presents the other day <laughs> from Target because I needed them. So whatever. At least I got no, them. I, and it was just two no, presents. No, but listen, I was shocked when DoorDash <laughs> updated their stores on their website. Oh, it's so good. I saw groceries. I saw hookers. I saw <laughs> there was a there was Liquor, a line drugs. Of, there was a cocaine available. Now I'm like, oh, good. Let me get an eight ball delivered. I don't even know if that's the right jargon. I apologize, but to all the coke users. But I'm just saying, it's so yeah, it's so broad now. Everything is DoorDash. Everything is DoorDash. <laughs> and I started laughing the other day. I'm going to segue. I was shopping. What gay ass store was I shopping at? I don't know. Some store that um, yeah. stereotypically gay and women would go into. And I saw this really butch looking man in there. And we kind of <laughs> made, I, I looked at him like, why are you here? And so then um, when he got to the register, he's like, hi, this is DoorDash. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, there we go. That makes sense. Funny. So Larsa thinks that Lisa needs to be more conservative, <laughs> you think, and acknowledge that she will not have the same lifestyle when she's divorced. While looking at the old men playing croquet and scratching their balls, none want to acknowledge that they are not far behind them in age. And this is and where we end. Episode ends. Miami, I, I, it was cute, cute next to gorgeous. Miami is entertaining I, to me. It's a good thing to watch laugh. after Beverly Hills. I mean, yeah, I'm they good make with me it. laugh. They make me laugh. They have, yeah. they have a solid foundation. They have actual yes. chemistry. They have Absolutely. a good friendship. Beverly Hills is having a huge cast divide this season. So it mm, feels very, mm -hmm. you know, when housewives get to that era of team versus team and they are very clearly yes. divided. So yes. I think that's, that's my point of frustration.
frustration with Beverly Hills, but um, mm-hmm. I'm not not enjoying Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? Like, it's no, I always place. enjoy it. Yeah, I always um, enjoy you, it. So, you want to talk about the girls' trip for a minute? Yeah. What did you? Did, I watched all three episodes. And As did I. What are your thoughts? Um. Well, I mean, these ladies always entertain me, no matter what happens. Um, I always get a good laugh out of them, like that, and that's the best thing they're for for me. Um. I don't know what's going to happen though. Like here's what to quote daddy Cohen. I, I laughed. Mm -hmm. I cried. No, I didn't cry. No, but (laughs) I did laugh. I did find it entertaining. Yes. But then by episode three, I was kind of like, what are we doing here? This is the same shit we've been doing for 13 years. It kind of really solidified to me, in my opinion, why Bravo was kind of like, we need to start over because Sonia is still drunk and flashing her ass right. and trying to sleep with everybody. Luann right. is still out there trying to sleep with everybody too. Like right. very over, they're overly doing the whole, that's what right. I meant earlier when we said how they, they become memes or bits of who yes. they think they should be. Dorinda is very, um, her ego is still not recovered from being paused. And, no. Oh my and God. When's I, she going to let it go? I did start laughing because Kristen Remember when they were in Cartagena and yeah. Luann, Luann says, she's starting. Yeah. Kristen set her off by saying, here we go. And so to me, mm-hmm. here we go is the new, she's starting because Dorinda's right. like, well, when I was put on pause and it's like, and then that's why I love when Kristen was like, well, whether pause or whether fire, we're both on the same show now. So let's be yeah. Kristen, I think a lot of people don't give her credit as a housewife. Um, I think she did good on the show back in the day. Like she, she's but the problem fine, is. Yeah. The problem is that because she doesn't have an, a quote iconic moment, she doesn't have a meme. She doesn't like that's yeah. not a metric for me as a no. housewife. Like to me, me it's like they don't have to all have memes. They don't all have to have absolutely not iconic quote. As long as they're in their meddling and like like I'll even give a uh, sample credit, like or not sample Sutton's um, credit because her first what I think quote that I think is funny is name them, and this is like her yeah. fourth year. It's like her fourth year on the show and back. But before that, people were still like, oh, well, name one iconic like nobody all like stop trying to give everybody right. a fucking moment. Like, stop right. trying to expect, like, just watch the show, like watch these women be who they are. And but now when we lean in too hard into like Dorinda is very angry a lot mm-hmm. and she's very yes. defensive. She's very funny. And I do enjoy her confessionals. Like, I think she's mm-hmm. a great confessional. Yeah, no, she's funny. But she gets a little minute, mean. Yeah, but the minute you like challenge her, it's mean, mean, mean. Kelly. Well, she look, right. She hits below Kelly's the belt here. immediately with nothing. You know, things that have nothing to do with what you're trying to tell her because she's deflecting from her own and then shit. Kelly. Kelly Benson is still weird as shit. So there's no. There's been no evolution. Like, she's so, that's so the, awkward. And that's my point. It's like okay, this is why it makes sense that they rebooted the show because this is just a cycle of you guys doing the same thing mm-hmm. over and over and over yep. and over. Yeah. And I would be curious to see how I would take, hell, I would take Dorinda on the new New York and just see their interactions because Oh I think my God. Yeah. That would be good. I would like to see Dorinda and Luann. Luann. Right. Because I don't, Sonia it's too much after a it's while. It's too much. Like, keep it. But because Dorinda gives a, puts up a good fight and she, even though it, she knows she just needs mm-hmm. to tone it down sometimes. And, but she gives great confessionals. Like she's been making me laugh every confessional. Oh, yeah. And so, but at the same time, it's like, well, what else, where else do we go from here? I think it was their parting gift because they were trying to negotiate a lot. That was the rumors and that they were yeah. trying to, they wanted a lot of money for the legacy series and they didn't budge. So they, it really feels like this is a parting gift to them. Definitely. I'd be surprised if we see another season with the same cast. Um, I don't think we'll see another. I think Dorinda will continue to appear on girls trips. I don't know why, just because she makes for good TV. I don't think we'll see all of them together again like this, though. Kelly is boring as shit. I'm sorry. Like, she's just so weird. Yeah. And I don't really like this formula of all of them from the same city. Me neither. Right. To me, it was more entertaining to see the other different cities mixed in. You got to mix them up. 
Yeah. And so, cause that was the point of girl strip is to mix in. Exactly. Cities. And now we're, we're being, we're steered away from that. Right. Because we wanted to appease the fan base that could not, they still can't get over the new New York. And I seen so many tweets that are like, Oh, this was more entertaining than all of new. New oh, York. It's shut like, shut up, you dummies. Uh, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> guess what? It's New York is as you knew it is over. Right. And deal with it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right, well, this is another fun episode. I'm not, we're not sure what we're going to do about next week since it's the holidays. Um, yeah, we'll probably. Listen, we do what take we a little want hiatus. We'll yeah, do we do we what we want. want until somebody's giving us money. Then until we'll do what they want. <laughs> until we're contracted by iHeart, then we'll um we'll fulfill yeah. the contract. But until then, we are still self-produced and uh right. we do what we want. And we thank you all for listening. We do and, and uh have a good us. rest of your day, whatever you're doing. I say it every week. I love talking to you. <laughs> I love talking to you too, especially about the rumors and the nastiness. I- I love that. Oh, hi, Gus. <laughs> I just said hi, Gus, now because he's one of our listeners. And I want to oh, make hi, sure Gus. If, he, if, he wanna, if he listens all the way to the end, that bitch. So let's see. Yeah, I know. Let's see. Let's see if he does. That's your test. All right, everybody. We will see you um, probably after the new year, I would say, unless we, you know. Unless some huge Bravo scandal comes up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So happy holidays, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.